G'day everyone, I'm Jimmy Rayner and this is the Thick Mental Podcast. Welcome back to episode 11 of Think Mental. This week we've got a quick fire episode. That's where I do about 10 minutes or so talking about a specific topic, just my, me, myself and I, and something that I either am passionate about, something that might be informative. I don't try and talk too scientific about anything because obviously I don't know the scientific reasoning behind everything and I'm not qualified to give that advice. But I do like hearing about the different ways in which we can perceive what mental health challenges are and how they are actually acting within our brain and and what causes a lot of these things within our, um, I guess, life. So today we're going to go through anxiety and although it's a very vast topic in terms of different types of anxiety, I just want to talk about, I guess, the, the main overarching concept of anxiety and we can go into different types of anxiety over different quick fire episodes for sure and if you have any um, suggestions or things that you want me to research and look up and then talk through in a more simple fashion let me know and I'm, I'm happy to do that because it is fun for me and I do like researching different things so hit me up if you have a good, a good idea or a good topic to discuss. So when we look at anxiety it It can strike at any moment and we've all been there. You'll be at work, uh, at a social function, feeling like everything's under control. You go from complete calm to absolute panic or stress or, as as you'd obviously know, anxiety. And when it does strike and when it does hit, it sometimes can hit really hard. And, And yes, anxiety at the... I guess crux of it all is natural. It's something normal that happens to a lot of people, just in different levels, uh, different doses, um, and and at, in small doses it can be really positive because it makes you more alert. It sort of I guess makes you more in tune with the stressful situation that you need to be on for, that you need to be aware of your surroundings, that you need to be, you know active and proactive in uh, might be for a meeting that you're you know that's really important to your career progression progression it might be for you know something in say a social situation where you feel like there's someone that might be dangerous anxiety actually builds that self-awareness around you so if you can look after yourself and actually take take a bit of control with these situations i think that's the main thing that i've figured out is it can be good at in certain situations but there are situations where anxiety can hit you like a ton of bricks on a regular basis. It can it can take you away from different situations that otherwise would be fun for you or insightful for you or educational. You, know, you might be at a school retreat. You might be at a, a work function, a you know, educational s- session or conference or social function, anything that usually would you, you'd benefit from. Or I guess would be it would be really inf- important for you to be there. It can take you out of I guess those situations, and it does differ from ev- for everyone, you know, from person to person. But for most part, just to understand what I guess 
your body's anxiety might be doing and what the common symptoms are, it's things like your heart pounding, really scary breathing rates, trouble concentrating, having that dizziness or lightheadedness, sweating profusely or out of control, nausea, obviously, and, and, and a bit of shaking. Your body is physically shaking. And, and at times, the best way to rationalize what anxiety might be, be and if you don't know that you, you might think, oh, maybe I'll have a, had anxiety before, it's the feeling that you're about to fall off a cliff or someone's pointing a gun at you, or it's that feeling that everything around you is fogged and you just have no way out. There's nowhere to figure out how to get out of this situation, and and that's what anxiety is. It just builds that tension in your brain and your thought patterns, and you, you just you can't think straight. And over a long period of time, it might be more like constant repetitive thoughts or worries about things that might not even happen people with anxiety often find themselves freaking out over worst case scenarios even if they're they're not even based on reality and and we've all you know been there if you are someone who experiences anxiety you start building up these these concepts or these you know false i guess events that might you might think but will be happening or are convinced are happening and they're very real at the time and you get out of this I guess moment of anxiety and you look back and you go how stupid was that that thought but at the time you need to understand that yes they feel very real so a person that experiences or suffers from an anxiety disorder generally has something going on in their brain or what you would scientifically call, I guess, a neurology-based change in mood or bodily functions. So basically when anxiety hits, something in your brain will determine that either your mood or body will start reacting in a different way. So with anxiety, there's there's obviously different personality traits and, and emotional responses to different thing with things within our genes but also within the environment as well that can influence how and when anxiety hits and when you talk about our genes so our makeup about i guess who we are physically and inside it can make us more i guess receptive or um, prone to specific things around you um, and whether you are either resilient or I guess more inclined to be impacted by something or not and what that means is basically one person or person A can be affected by crowds but person B could be affected by I guess bus rides let's say bus rides but if you look at person A they're affected by crowds but not bus rides and person B is affected by bus rides, but not crowds. So two completely, I guess, different people with very s- close together, I guess, stimuli or specific things that trigger them, but just a little bit different as well. So it's, it's important to understand that anxiety is so diverse and just because you get impacted by something doesn't mean you're strange because someone else gets impacted by something completely different And that doesn't even cross your mind about being in a stressful situation.
So that to me is the role of the environmental factors around you is, is something that obviously you can't avoid, but you need to understand, I guess. So anxiety is basically fear, right? So, you know, fear and, and stress are normal defensive reactions to specific things or threats or perceived threats that basically help you deal with specific challenges in the most effective way you can. But anxiety is a different kind of fear. It essentially is a, a set of reactions to a future threat. So something that may or may not even be realistic, like I said before, or something that might happen, essentially. So anxiety is an anticipation of fear or threat, not a reality of fear and threat. So something like that has actually really helped me and my anxiety is understanding that how I'm feeling is a reaction to future threat, not current threat. Or when I say future, it could be future potential or future fake threat. So, you know, as you as I've said before, understanding that anxiety is a normal human reaction. However, what it does is if it continues for a prolonged period, it actually has an effect on your daily and life and health, obviously. So understanding that these things like sweating and stomach aches and nausea are a normal bodily reaction to your fear because essentially what happens is that this tension in your body builds up and this tension will then have to come out of somewhere and it comes in the form of you know sweat and, and intestinal issues and things like that. It's important to understand as well that anxiety disorders are more more prevalent among people with other issues or I guess challenges in terms of mental health. So if you suffer from depression, um, PTSD, whatever it might be, there's always going to be a likelihood that you will have anxiety as well. And you need to understand that and understand that it's okay to have those anxious moments. It's about understanding why they're happening. So what we need to understand about anxiety at the most simplest of levels is that, like I said, it's a fear of future threat. So you don't all of a sudden just start fearing something specific in the future. It's a build-up of moments and events and memories that can start as early as your childhood. So it's about understanding and being self-aware with your, your emotions and things that you experience to understand that your anxiety is a reaction to specific fears that you've had in the past. And a prime example for me is that I once almost fainted at a, a random group event because of specific stress that was going on in my life at the time, specific health states that I was in. So when you go through a moment of anxiety and when you go through a moment of i guess unrealistic fear it's because it's happened before or might have happened once and you think is this going to happen again so for a long time my anxiety or my panic moments came from me fearing that i was going to faint 
even though you look back on hindsight when you've come out of that state of panic and I would look at the event and go, why was I worried? It's absolutely ridiculous because not not 10 minutes later, I was probably in the same state, My but, but the way my brain reacted to potential fear was different to how it reacted to me 10 minutes after. So there's so many things that you can do that I guess help these anxious moments. But for me, what some major things are is trying to find certain things that center you. And I know that sounds really, I guess, yoga-ish and meditational and all that type of stuff. And if you're not into that, it's definitely not about, you know, centering your soul and whatever you might think it is. It's about finding a way to grab all those messy thoughts going on at the time rapid movements, rapid uh, eye movement, rapid thoughts, and centering it back to reality. Because like I said, anxiety is essentially your brain anticipating future threat that may, may or may not be real. And you have to start determining whether there's real threat or it's your brain trying to convince you that there's threat and causing you to be anxious and actually ruining your day, ruining events, ruining social interactions, ruining specific things that usually for you are enjoyable. So there's two things that I actually do day to day, if hopefully not day to day anymore, but when I do feel anxious, when I'm having a bit of a panic moment, the one one thing that's really common and well known is the the five senses. You know, smell something, see something, touch something, taste something, hear something. You know, it might. I think they have an order of like five, see five things, smell four things, you know, hear three, th- whatever the order is. But it's essentially aiming to draw your attention back to some something that's not your thoughts. You know, looking for five things smelling three things if that's possible you know whatever it might be it's about drawing your attention away from the fearful thoughts or the potential threat and and it's essentially a brain distraction the second thing that i find really effective and it's very similar to the first is find a color or spend a minute looking for something with a specific color so if it's like I'm having a panic attack or I'm feeling anxious, it's look for five red things or look for the next minute, find everything's red. And if you repeat an item, that's fine, but just keep bouncing around the room looking for something that's red, blue, white, green. If there's only one, there's going to be only one white thing in the room, don't look for white. Find a different colour that you can see will be required to move your eyes around. Reason being, and we've talked about this on Think Mental um, in terms of the Instagram page and the content, not to go too deep into it, but essentially rapid eye movement actually tricks your brain into assessing fear. So there's a scientific thing behind it, which I won't go into, but essentially the reason why I say things like morning walks help is because you're genetically wired to move your eyes left to right when you're going for a walk because it's a genetic... I guess, um, hereditary thing to scan for fear, scan for threats. When we're in the Stone Age and you're looking for you know, tigers, you're, you're going back and forth, back and forth. So it's essentially a new a brain trick 
to go look for five red things because your eyes will bounce around the room assessing fear without even realizing and lowering that stress in your in your internally because you're actually doing a, a brain trick you know your eyes are bouncing around so that's that's a really two simple things you can do when you're feeling stress and it's actually a good way to understand how anxiety is working so i'll leave it there for now i hope it was a, a little bit informative probably all over the place but i'm just trying this new thing with a, a quick fire episode but if you if you liked it if you think it was informative if you feel like one of your friends might friends family or peers or colleagues might enjoy this quick fire episode please send it to them if they haven't already or you haven't already check out my socials it's think mental aus um, on instagram linkedin and facebook and if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes i've got 10 other episodes out so far trying my best to get it as many consistent weekly episodes out thank you so much to everyone listening so far and all the feedback that I've got, it's really, um, really inspiring. So thank you and, and have a great week. Thanks.